Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey. And I'm Elena Ward. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. My guest on the show today is another product of networking in the Tampa Bay community. Elena is an Air Force veteran who has her hands in two different entrepreneurial endeavors. She has her own line of beauty products in Be Pure Essentials, but that's not all. She also runs a fitness program called Pretty Fit Everything, which is a combination of fitness and lifestyle. I'm very much looking forward to learning your story, so allow me to please introduce Elena Ward. Elena, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Would you mind please introducing yourself a little more to our listeners without giving too much of your entrepreneurial journey away? <laughs> of course. Um, well, my name is Elena Ward. Um, like Vince said, um, I am from, I guess you can say I'm, a, I'm an Air Force brat myself. So I'm a, from a little bit of everywhere. Um, born in Hawaii, lived in Florida. So I pretty much say I'm from here in Florida. But um, like he said, I was, I'm an Air Force veteran and um, also a graduate of Florida A&M University, go Rattlers, and um, a recent graduate of um, Strayer University um, in their business administration and marketing program. Um, so that's my most recent thing. But um, I've been having my business, um, Pretty Fit Fitness, since um, 2014. Um, I've had a love for fitness. Um, I'm a mom of two, um, divorced, single mom. So um, definitely I have to cram everything all into to one thing. Um, definitely, like Ben said, being an entrepreneur is a journey. Um, so I've been doing this journey as a single, um, you know, when I had no kids. And then I also have done this journey with being married, um, being divorced, and now being a single divorced mom of two. So like you said, it's quite a journey um, up and down trying to maintain the whole thing. Well, I'm excited to learn everything about your journey. And thanks again for coming on the show. Now let's get to the big five on each episode. My guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's get it. <laughs> Great. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you just needed some kind of change to truly start this entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Well, to be honest with you, um, you know, when I was in the military, um, I really did enjoy it and I had a good time. But I realized for me, like, I loved the structure, but I was always looking for something more like, you know, we went to work and we did our job. But then after work, I'd sometimes be like, well, dang, I, you know, I still have all this. This is when I was still single, no kids. I'm like, I have all this free time still. I could be doing something else with myself. So I, um, when I was in college, I grew a love for fitness. So I had found out when I was in the military that they paid for certifications um, and stuff. If you're interested in getting certified and whatever you want to do, it didn't have to be job related. So I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to get my certification in fitness. So uh, when I was in the Air Force, I got my certification in fitness. And I realized, I said, I really could 
do this as like my my side hustle like you know have my side thing so um that's when I realized I was like you know and then once you start making a few dollars doing that as your side hustle right. to make them with your regular money you're like well I, I like this entrepreneur thing so I would say that was kind of like my aha moment when I realized I had free time and then not to mention I realized I could do something that is helping people and help myself to make, um, you know, have more income. I was like, this is a win-win situation right mm -hmm. here. So that's pretty it. much so like my out of, the, out of the Air Force, where were you living when you started doing all this? Um, when I was living initially, I was living in California. Or actually, yes, I was living in California. First, I lived in Texas. So I initially, even though I was living in California at the time, I, um, you know, my home base uh, where they had my address and where I'm from was Florida so that's why I registered my business um, in Florida so when you're active duty Air Force you have the option to you know use your home address for a lot of your your stuff when you get started that's awesome so now that you've been in these entrepreneurial paths for many years your hands are in a lot of things <laughs> what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are? Um, I would say the most difficult part is like being motivated. Like you don't have a boss, you don't have um, anybody telling you like, hey, you need to, you know, because it requires two entrepreneurs. A lot of people don't realize it might look glamorous or, oh, you know, you say, oh, I have this business, I have that business, but they don't realize how much work you have to put in. Besides, like you said, like I was saying, you know, I have a nine to five even now, like I have a nine to five. So once I leave this job, I still have to motivate myself to go home yes. and still put in work for my, you know, what I want for my business. So you just can't be like, oh, you know, I worked all day long. I'm tired. Like, that doesn't matter. If you're an entrepreneur and you really want what you want, you're going to put it in the second year. And, you know, I got to put my boots on, you know, strap up my heels and everything. And it's time to get in, you know, it's time to put in that second shift. So that's what I would say is the. Uh, the hardest thing is everybody wants wants the glamour of the entrepreneur lifestyle, but it takes work to get there. We always see the end product, you know. We see the the puff daddies, we see the Beyonces, we see <laughs> all these people that look all glamorous and stuff, but we don't see the nitty gritty that it takes to get there, or the extra effort and time it takes to get there. Yeah, you know, you know one of my favorite memes. I'm not sure if you've seen it. It's like the iceberg mm -hmm. where underneath the water is oh, yes, all the that's all the things you're giving up, and on the top you just see like. The Instagram yep, post or there and exactly looks all fabulous or he looks all awesome, but you didn't see he had to struggle, he was climbing, you know, just to get to that point, you know. Yeah, well, having the ability to follow something you're passionate about is something truly invaluable, and the monetary gains will come at some point. But no, what exactly. is this, what would you say a second difficult part here is Elena? Um, the second difficult part is knowing that it's going to have its ups and it's going to have its downs. Like you might have a really awesome day one day, like with your entrepreneurial stuff, you'll, you know, you might have people wanting to buy stuff here, buy stuff there. You might have a uh, networking connections you might've made that day that were awesome or, you know, but the thing is some days it's not going to be like that. It might be some weeks that it's not going to be like that. You might go like a week or two and not make any networks, make any connections. Um, you might not sell anything if that's, you know, if you have a product for your service or if you're a person who you're giving your services, you might not get any bookings. You might not, you know, get any of those things, but depending on what type of business you have, but 
you know, you have to stay, you have to stay rooted and you have to stay grounded in what you believe and have to keep going for it regardless because every day isn't going to be perfect. So I realized with that too, you have to keep yourself motivated as number one. And number two, you have to understand that every day is not going to be perfect. You have to just, you know, suck up the bad days and realize that, you know, take that with a grain of salt and keep on pushing like it was a good day. <laughs> I think those are two great pieces of advice. What's something that you kind of turn to to motivate you when you can't find it and you to help everybody listen on because you're taking on a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. here. What keeps you go- What keeps you going? I mean, definitely, I know it's going to sound so cliche from a mother, but of course, my kids definitely, um, because I want to always be a good role model for them to show them, like, you got to keep pushing when you want something. And um, honestly, too, that's why um, I'll say, you know, God, of course, and then also fitness. Like, that's why I love fitness. Like, if I ever feel like, um, you know, I don't feel like doing this, doing that, like, ironically for me like fitness is my thing too like I love to like I'll go run you know do a jog I might not even do anything crazy like you know go super hard or anything but just that gives me a chance to kind of refocus you know while I'm jogging or doing yoga or pilates or whatnot I'll say okay Elena refocus think about your goals think about why you're doing this I know you're tired but that's kind of like my Lusar like breakaway that I use to help me refocus you know me too um my one of my mental health breaks throughout the day is always the gym or light workout abs something helps me refocus and when I don't exercise after a few days I'll feel a little weird I'm like all right I don't feel good right now I can't I can't go without like two days if I like if it's two days I'm feeling like okay like you said I feel like mentally like for me too that's my mental break like my mental health like for elena like an hour even if it's only like 30 minutes that day i have to do some type of mental fitness break is my thing too yeah i just learned from over time how my body reacts best and it helps my body acts better with exercise but speaking of learning what is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned and what did it teach you why is it still stuck with you all the way up till today um, I'll say my greatest failure. Um, I had planned like this big, like, oh, I was going to give back to everybody did like this fitness event. Um, I remember when I was in Maryland because I had a fitness studio there and I was going to do like this give back. I had got a tent. I got all this food set up. You know, all these people told me they were coming and, you know, had music, everything set up and literally, and I had all these girls RSVP too. And literally not a single soul showed up. Like, and I was like distraught. I was like, what? Like, I had all this stuff lined up. I had all this, all that. And, you know, I planned, like, I don't get it. But you just have to understand, like, that. what that taught me is no matter what, like, you still have to plan like you, you know, you still have to plan as if I was expecting everybody to come. I still have to keep my professionalism and do what I said I was going to do to follow through. So, mm-hmm. you know, what that really taught me is, like I said, you, you just have to stay prepared, plan out your stuff as best as you can. And at the end of the day, I mean, I still felt proud of myself. Like, even though nobody showed up, nobody, you know, called me and said, Hey, I'm not coming. But the thing is like, I was proud of myself. So sometimes you'll be proud of yourself at your, quote-unquote failure moments because if anybody else from the outside looking in would have been like oh that was a complete failure like (laughs) you didn't even have anybody come but for me I just looked at it as like a staged um you know setup so basically the next time that I had this event 
I knew for sure. And then too, next time, okay, I had it outside. I'm like, okay, next time, maybe in summertime in Maryland, I might have an indoor event as opposed to, you know, doing an outdoor event. So for me, it just helped teach me that, you know, you just always still need to plan and prepare no matter what. And, you know, just always stay ready. And even if that quote unquote looks like a failure to others, to yourself, that could just be a learning lesson and help you to build upon that situation. So now, like I said, that helped me learn to what I can improve on next time. Like maybe I needed to make sure I called people back and confirmed with them, you know, that they were still coming. Maybe I needed to, you know, make sure I did have an indoor facility and take into consideration it was outside instead of inside, you know, so it just helped me reflect, you know, some of those failure moments can be really good situations for you sometimes to really give you a chance to sit back and reflect on what you could have done a little bit better, you know? Yeah, I appreciate your honesty and sharing that story because that's definitely going to relate to a lot of people who had that first event jitters and all those lessons in there of contingencies to possibly prepare for. You have so much going on, so much on your mind from your first event. One thing that happened at my first event wasn't really my fault, but the venue was double booked and there was missing a microphone at the event. So first event struggles do happen, but the way I look at any dark moment is just means something good's going to happen. Once it's bad, exactly. it's some good ahead. That's what I figured. You know, I like you said, I just, you know, and then listen, I had some great photos. Like, I was able, like, when that's why I tell people Very to. Important. So, say, for instance, your event does fail and you have nobody there. Hey, your friends and family are there. Do a staged, uh, you know, an event, like a staged <laughs> photo shoot. Have them sit around, hey, stand here, do that. So that's what I did that day. I took, like looked at it as a failure, you know, quote unquote. But then I was like, you know what? I got everything lined up nice and pretty and everything's ready to go. Hey, let's let's do an on impromptu photo shoot. And let's so now I had those pictures for the next time I hosted the event. Girls seen how nice of a setup I had, how nice the food looked, how nice the workout looked. So the next time I threw it, I did have a good turnout because people were able to visually see what I was offering for them. So it wasn't all bad, some good came No, out it of wasn't it. an yeah. all bad situation, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear everything's been doing so well since. If you could continue to grow and have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, mm-hmm. who are you picking? Honestly, I, I had picked because recently, too, I had seen, I had heard about her all these years, but I was able to see like a Netflix series about her recently. Um, Madam C.J. Walker. Um, I don't know. I saw it on there. I didn't see it. No. Yeah. Like you got to check it out. Like um, she was a really big entrepreneur and it's honestly kind of crazy. She was like the first self-made millionaire they have listed um, in like the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, And basically she, during the time like how we have right now where we're going through this, uh, you know, pandemic and everything. They were going through the flu, um, I believe it was similar to, kind of, and she was able to really, you know, capitalize and her business, like, really start thriving, um, even though, you know, there was all this stuff, chaos and everything going around. So, for me, that's pretty motivating, especially, like, right around, like, what we're going through right now, that, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs right now, depending on what your career or what your you know, your businesses, you might be suffering from, you know, what's going on right now with the pandemic. But I think her story was really motivating in the fact that she was still able to, you know, thrive during this time. So 
I thought that, you know, her story was, was pretty awesome because it like lets you know, like, okay, yeah, I might have, you might just have to look at a different outlook on how you can like, you know, do your business. Like for instance, I have a, a friend who's a nail tech and, you know, right now, you know, initially when the pandemic first started, she couldn't really do nails and stuff. So I told her, you know, me with my marketing and thinking all the time, I said, girl, I'm like, you should just, you know, start designing press on nails or, you know, and sell press on nails to people, or you should, you know, you have to be creative, you know, in your approach. So, um, I just, that's what I would tell people too right now. So that for me, I think Madam CJ Walker, she had to be creative and find innovative ways to get her product out there during that time due to the fact that number one, people aren't really wanting to buy stuff, but you know, the fact that she was getting people to still buy her stuff during, you know, Crazy. that type of, exactly. So for me, that's pretty motivating. So for me, I would love to sit down and talk to her. She was alive and pick her brain and say, how did you convince people to still want to buy some, I mean, hair care products and everything during a time like that? Like, why well, would I guess people care about their hair? <laughs> let's take it one step further. Where would this meeting be? If you guys to pick that too. Exactly. Oh, where would it be? I don't know. Due to the fact that she was in that time era that she was, I would love to be at like a cutesy, like little like tea, tea spot. I love tea. Like maybe we could do like our big little cute hats, like dress up, be real dainty and prissy. And, you know, I sit down and, you know, kind of talk to her, you know. And and also since, since you brought it up, let's touch on COVID here. Mm-hmm. What city you're mainly in during COVID and how it's affected your business? Maybe some positives you found through all the mm-hmm. darkness? Yeah, well, I'm here in um, Tampa, Florida or Brandon, Florida. And honestly, for me, um, as far as on the fitness side, I feel like honestly, both of them have been doing really well, considering the fact that a lot of people don't want to go to the gyms right now. So for right. me, since I'm like an independent um, personal trainer and everything and fitness instructor, I've been able to do like outside workouts with people like and do so. So if you are a fitness instructor and you feel like you're struggling, depending on what your rules are, if you're with the gym already, but um, you know, I've been able to train people outside. I've been doing virtual training on zoom. Um, I've been able to use different platforms that they offer online that are free um, to use uh, to host classes and even free stuff on Instagram live, uh, Facebook live for people. And then um, as far as the, my body butter and skincare line, a lot of people, they're not able to go to the malls and, you know, go buy stuff or do this and do that. You know, so for me, it's like, Hey, yeah, you need to, you know, and people are always, especially they're at home now, they have more time to do self-care and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, too much time, some of them. So, you know, I've been able to help people to realize and get tapped back into their self-care stuff with my products. So I'm, you know, just happy that, you know, it has been a positive for me that I've been able to, you know, the things that I'm doing are able to still thrive right now. Um, unfortunately, I know some that's not for everybody, but I am thankful that the avenues that I have businesses in are able to still, you know, make some type of income for me. Well, I think the fact that you're pivoting in this tough time period is going to allow you to thrive when you come out. I'm <laughs> thinking sometimes I'm like, oh, this could be better. This could be better, but you have to look at it like, some people don't have anything going on right now. Some people have no money coming in right now. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. But you have your hands in a lot. You're staying positive through this pandemic. Let's look into the future a bit. One year and five years out. 
one year from today, what are we seeing from you? One year from today, I would love to have like a fitness slash uh, skincare boutique. Um, Cause I am a licensed esthetician here in the state of Florida. So I would love to combine um, my fitness with my um, aesthetics and my skincare okay. line to where women can come to like a cutesy little boutique and they can get their skincare needs taken care of as well as their fitness needs um, at the same time. So that would be something that I would love to have, even if it's initially, it's just like, only like a little like office space or room or something to start off with and then five years from now I would love to have like a nice you know big facility that you know was at least 2,000 square feet that I would have like a fitness studio room and then have my aesthetic rooms and you know eventually at the five-year mark have other women I would bring on board to you know get in, get in with this. Very ambitious I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Elena, it's time for the spotlight story. On each episode, I share an entrepreneurial journey to inspire our listeners, and I would love your take on it. I will now introduce the entrepreneurial journey of Rachel Luna. When Luna's parents both died of AIDS, her and her siblings all split up. I read that she still doesn't even know where a few of them are. Two eating disorders in her early teens, a battle with severe depression, a stint in AA, and some other less than brilliant choices all could have made her yet another statistic. But at 19 years old, she decided to make a change and enlisted in the reserves. Four years later, she was deployed to Iraq, and after returning to the U.S., her journey took her from the audition rooms of L.A., where she says she kept forgetting her lines, to scraping by on waitress tips, to the boardrooms of Goldman Sachs, Today, she's a best-selling author, speaker, and confidence and motivation expert. Elena, what do you like best about this story? I mean, I like the fact that that alone with what happened to her parents, that, that right there could destroy you right there. And yeah. then the second hit was that her siblings and them split up. So she didn't even have that support of her siblings. So, I mean, I just love the fact that she had that true testimony of self motivation like and you know perseverance and that resiliency like I mean and I think you know even when I was in the service I know they teach us about being resilient and really I think probably what really helped her too is you know she was very resilient like yeah. I, I admire that like because a lot of people in those circumstances would have just gave up but I admire her resiliency in this story and that she kept pushing like she said I didn't know and she didn't know none of her lines like it just seemed like she just had thing after thing coming for her but she still was like you know what I'm gonna keep pushing so I mean I, I feel like that's what I've had to do in certain situations as well with myself yeah. like you know you feel like gosh I got knocked down again oh I got knocked down again but I mean you just have to you got to persevere you got to keep pushing if that's what you really want you know and you want better and you know you can do better you know I love stories like this just because of my own personal experience and mm -hmm. seeing other individuals inspire people. I always get inspired by reading stories like that. Yeah. But Elena, thank you so much for coming on today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I really enjoyed your difficult parts of being an entrepreneur. And I love how your greatest failure was something that you truly learned from. You, you saw what happened and you grew from it and success stemmed from that moment. But it is time for the last word, and I do this on my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. 
because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests that come on here. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening on that we did not get to touch on yet today? Um, I had seen a quote that I had seen. I forgot who said it, but uh, it was an entrepreneur. I think he's from Intel. I forgot his name all the way, but he said to always stay paranoid. Like, and I was like, huh, I said to always stay paranoid, but I, I liked it. It sounds kind of weird, but it's true. Like, in order to make it as an entrepreneur, you got to kind of stay paranoid in a sense. Like you got to keep thinking like someone, I don't want to say someone's after you, but you have to, until you get to the point that you want to be, you have to be paranoid in the fact that, okay, there, there might be another business that's a skincare line or another fitness business that could, you know, be coming for me. So I have to always be on top of my game as best as I can be, you know? So it's like, I have to stay paranoid. I have to keep pushing. I have to keep working. So, you know, when they're asleep, you know, I need to be awake. Like, so you just need to just, just keep that, that mindset. And I thought that was pretty cool that um, one of the owners at Intel had said that he said, you know, stay paranoid, stay Stay driven, stay, keep working towards your goals, you know? I love it. Would you now please share your professional social media website or any ways for our listeners to request your services or follow your endeavors? Sure. Um, they can contact me. Uh, my skincare line is on Instagram and on Facebook at Be Pure Essentials, but it's not spelled like the regular essentials. It's kind of spelled like the word scent. So it's B-P-U-R-E and then E-S. C-E-N-T-U-A-L-S, and then that's .com. And then you also, for fitness, um, it's uh, at Team Pretty Fit, so team, and then pretty, and then fit. And then that you can also find on my website at uh, prettyfitfitness.com or prettyfiteverything.com. Those two connect, and um, honestly, all three of them connect together. So if you hit one of them, you'll get to like all that. of my stuff. So that, be sure to check out her social media and all her great content. And it's social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn, at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook and podcast by Lancey on Twitter. So you get updates from both of my shows. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I'd love to hear from you. We have Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption and how to transform your mindset when the norm has changed, both on Amazon now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from Rachel Luna, the entrepreneur from today's Spotlight story. She said, here I came to know men with missing limbs, gruesome burns, and other life-altering conditions. Their positive determination to rebuild their lives forever changed my outlook. Life's too short to continue living other people's dreams. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur.